Tug of War. That's right. Season three. I think, I don't know what episode it is. <laughs> three, four. I don't know. Whatever episode it is, dude, we're glad you're here. That's right. Hanging out with us. Yes. Conversation. Uh, occasional debate. Yeah, sometimes. Between two friends. We should have more debates. Oh, you no, said, I don't want to do that. See, look, you get stressed out. No, because when I when I switch into debate mode, you're going to you're going to cut me? No, I'm not going to cut you, but I'm 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 now in a arm wrestling match. Oh, yeah. Then it won't be as fun. <laughs> yeah. So I have to learn anytime I find myself in a tense conversation, I have to tell myself don't try to win. Yes, that's true. Don't and don't listen to win. You know, like you always listen. Like not you, but I'm saying. What you say? What you say? Like, ooh, they said. Ooh, I got them now. I got you. Yeah, no, that's good. What's okay. up? You having a good week? I am. I think so. It's nice outside. Summer's my favorite. So it's like starting to try to feel like summer. Maybe a little. <laughs> starting bit. Starting to try to feel like summer. Yes. When you don't know what to do, as you see, I am jacketed. Yeah. Winnie is no, unjacketed. I'm like, bring on the sun. Because Let's there's do it. confusion. There's yeah. confusion in. Yeah. The other day it was a 50 degree swing from the top of the day to the end of the day. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. So I may have to peel this off mid episode. Oh, yeah. Hey, there you go. I don't know. But I yeah. took my jacket off while I was preaching not too long ago and I felt very insecure about it. Like you were in Chippendales? <laughs> yeah. Because I take it off and Rachel from the front row goes, ow. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, no, no. Okay. And you know who else did? A guy in a church named Marcus. <laughs> hey, Marcus, Marcus like, Wilson. Hey, yeah. So at the same time, he shouts the same noise my wife makes as I take hey, my jacket off. There you go. And so it made me Leave the uh, on. <laughs> it made me feel awkward and insecure. Yep. conversation two friends who yep. are believing that there's more in life and we're trying to figure out the fight the tension struggle to get there yeah what yes no it's true yeah. it's hard man it is hard more is hard do you know what would be easy the same yeah if you just did the same thing all the time growing up i grew up in flint michigan shout out to the murder mitten fans and uh the guy who lived across the street from me mm -hmm. uh his dad worked in a factory and his literal job, right? literal job, was to put tires on wheels. This guy did it through retirement from like 18 to 55 or whatever. Same every thing, day, every all day, day. Tire, tire, tire machine, wheel. And do you know what that guy didn't have to do? Deal with like stress of new Yeah, he didn't have to wonder, what will I do at work tomorrow? <laughs> It was always the same. And, and so there's some days that I wish that it was yeah. as simple as just, I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to put in, put in my work and I'm yeah. going to leave. But you know what? That's got to also be kind of sad. Well, and mundane. And yeah, mundane. Yeah. And I, I imagine for me anyway, in the inside of me, there would be a struggle. And like, it might look, it might look calm on the outside. Yeah. But on the inside, I'd be like, give me something more. Every now and then I want to do something like that. Yeah. Something simple. different. That same guy. Uh-oh. He, he punched me in my face when I was like 10. The, the, da the dad? Yeah, the dad. Have you never heard the story? 2022 <laughs> dad would be in prison. So what? we're out. It's winter, right? It's winter and he has two kids. And so we're oh. out playing, playing Actually, outside. I have heard. And so yes. we have a sled and I'm pulling his daughter on the sled as fast as I can. And I'm running and there's deep snow. And so I run and I'm running up the curb. And I'm not thinking I'm nine or 10. Yeah. 
I'm thinking that she, her sled's just going to come up. Well, her sled hits the curb and she falls off and starts yeah. crying, runs in the house. Dad, trust and hurt me. Dad comes out after 40 years of putting tires on. Right. He's a couple Budweiser's in. And the dude <laughs> walks out and punches me in the, not like, not Will Smith slap. No. Closed fist, man to a 10-year-old, punches me in the face. Oh fall down, word. fall down, bloody eye, bloody nose. I run and tell my parents. My parents call the police because the guys out in the front yard are like, what, what, <laughs> what you gonna do? In the world. And so <clears throat> the police show up and uh, my parents, instead of pressing charges, um, invited him to church. Invited him to church of and they and did. and told told the like went to court because it was like now a thing. Well, yeah. Told the judge you're a that child. They, yeah. Told the judge that they just wanted him to go through anger management class. Oh my word! And so he went through six months of anger management, <clears throat> and came over and told my came over and apologized. Big apology to my mom and dad, and told him thank you. It was the best thing that ever happened to him. Changed his whole life because he went through this anger management class. That's amazing turn it for good. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, why sometimes, you know, we've talked about how I'm not afraid of stuff. Yeah. I think that might be <clears throat> I think when you get punched in the face by a grown man when you're 10 and you're still you're not dead, I'm like, "Ow, I'm okay." Yeah. Let's I keep mean, sledding. I, let's go. You right. realize like getting punched doesn't actually say, did doesn't you hurt ever that, doesn't hang hurt that out bad. with those kids again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like literally yeah. the next day. Well, no, I mean he had to go through he had to go through some anger management. That's interesting and crazy. Well, uh, that man. Wait, why did I start telling I that don't story? Know. I think you were gonna say that what would have been better <laughs> was for the dad to understand the power of his words and oh, to well, have used his words to articulate to you. Yeah, trust in this was not a wisdom. Next time, please don't yeet my daughter over the curb <laughs> but yeah. instead or or to say like when your when your life is just so boring yeah that's probably and you're just I think that's more like it's just like a yes. thursday night and you're just in another drunken stupor yeah the only option you have to do is punch a 10 year old <laughs> that's ridiculous i can't believe that but uh yeah nowadays man that would have been like national like not national, but local news nowadays. Dude, back if, in the 80s, 10-year-olds were getting punched in the face yeah, all the time, all the time, time, I think. Nobody I think nobody was talking about it. Well, no, something we've been talking about recently, though, is understanding as leaders the weight of our words and how uh, our words have power, they have weight, they have strength, and we have to be intentional in the same way that that guy did not understand the weight of, of his fist to a 10-year-old. We have to understand our weight of our words as leaders. And yeah. so it's a conversation mm -hmm. you and I have been having, and we felt like it might be good for our tug-of-more team to hear it. Uh, yeah, because if we're learning it, they might be struggling to learn it. Yeah, too. the weight of your words. It's a conversation that you have helped me chew on starting years ago yeah yeah yeah, a long time ago right. years ago chewing on that like i think my words are just stuff that comes out of my mouth right but to hearers yeah what i say is a big deal yeah and so whoever you are whatever level of leadership the people that are following you yeah your words weigh more than you think that they do right we think that our words are just bleh, but like to somebody yeah they're like hey mom your words to your kids yeah. are massively heavy right like someday your kids will be in counseling because of the words you said true. good or bad right it's true no so there's that old phrase sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and what we the older we get the more the more we learn actually it's not true at all that yeah. your words words hurt way more words uh can 
they can cut and they can correct. They can they can build. They can break. Like the words have a lot of power. And so first we have to evaluate that just understanding like you're a words guy yeah and so like in life uh we've talked about it a ton that like for us words matter the words you say matter but then once we understand the words then it's like where do i put the weight behind which words when to whom how and it's a lot and it can be overwhelming when you when you think of it that way like i remember saying to my counselor one day that exact sentence one day i'm so scared my kids are going to sit here because of the words i said to them and he was like well they probably will and that's not a bad thing but we have to evaluate our words on the daily especially if we're choosing to lead yeah as a leader your words have a huge amount of weight yeah so uh let's just tell some stories okay go. so six years ago when we stepped into leading the church and i stepped into a new level of leadership um, church was erupting, a bunch of people were leaving, right. fired a bunch of people. Well, not a bunch, because we didn't have a big staff, but it was like, yeah, everything was falling apart. Yeah. And so at that point, I had like nobody even put on the mic. Right. And so uh, Rachel, my wife is super gifted communicator, but was kind of green in like standing on a stage with a microphone, yeah. because in previous administration, there wasn't a whole lot of women on mics unless Correct. they were singing. Yes. And so... And so Rachel is now stepping into this new, like doing the announcements or right. welcoming the service. And so I remember, uh, I remember Rachel like starting uh, doing announcements or taking offering yeah. or whatever she would do. And then she would walk down the service and stand next to me in the front row. And I would um, in the moment give advice, what I thought was advice. Right. Hey, next service, say it like this. Yeah. What you could say is like this, but I didn't understand the weight of my words. Right. It was a constructive criticism um, that you were giving based on the, based on your belief in her, yeah. your, uh, even your opinion of her, but not understanding the weight behind the care and attention she had to pleasing you with saying the right words. And so what was happening is though I was trying to help, yeah. I was actually causing yeah. her to feel stressed out, yeah. anxious. Like I thought she wasn't doing More a good insecure. job. Yeah. I wasn't saying you weren't doing a good job. I was trying to help her yeah. do better. And it created some tension. Now this is six years ago. Yeah. It created some tension between Rachel and I and for her feeling like she could step into all yeah. those things. Yeah. And until I realized the weight of my words to her in that context, I was stunting her growth. Right. And so I made a decision that I trust Rachel. She is really good at communicating. I'm going to not give critique in the moment. And Rachel has soared just this last Sunday. Yeah. She uh, got up and did like a prayer moment service. Dude, so full bishop. Yeah. So good. So much authority. So much clarity of train of thought from point A to point B. So good. And it was because I realized that me always saying how she could do it better was actually hurting right. her flourishing. No, it's good. I think understand. Help that. No, no, <laughs> it's true. I think there's all kind of areas in our life where we're not, what you said, you, you mentioned parent to child, um, spouse in 
in like she was coming into your world and so what in that moment felt to you like an equal playing field for her was very much like oh wait a minute no i'm coming into your world and i'm trying to measure up to where you want me to be uh uh, this is intimidating and and then as leaders as bosses as employees all kind of people we have to understand who we're communicating to and the weight behind what we're saying and i think just so often we just don't we don't recognize who respects us as moms we don't feel good enough we feel like we screw it up all the time so we're just trying to help our kids or direct redirect them and we don't understand what it does as spouses good grief these are people that we love and live with our entire all of our days of our life and like we don't recognize it i think of so many stories um where we've not always understood the weight of what we mean to the people around us so it's the words but it's also the relationship it's also the dynamic of where we are i remember um years ago in that same season the idea that uh man there would be like babies in the room that would cry or there would be uh yeah disruptions in the moment and i as a person sitting on the front row uh wanted to always go and just help i'll just help take them out into another space and at a certain point had to identify I can't be the one, uh, as the executive pastor of the church, I cannot, even though I'm a nice lady, I cannot go be the nice lady to this other nice mom and say, hey, there's actually a room for your baby that's crying that you can go there and take care of things and you can watch the service and it'll be great. But when I would say it, what she heard was, the shame. pastors of my shame on you. Yeah, the pastors right. of my church think I am a jerk, and they you know they hate me because I'm in here with my baby, which is not what I was trying to do at all. Uh, and so I think all over the place we have to look and evaluate how are we leading, where are we leading, and what do our words so, mean? Yeah, let's break that down a little. Yeah, so go. I would be on stage preaching, and there would be a baby that mm-hmm. starts crying in the back of the auditorium. Right. And so in the beginning, what would happen is I would hear the baby cry. I would look at Whitney, nope, thing would happen. The, late, the mom or dad wouldn't leave with the baby. And so Whitney would stand up from the front row yeah. <laughs> and walk to the back of the room and lean down and say, hey, so glad that you're here. If you could, right. could, you, could you take your child out? Yeah. And in the beginning that worked. Right. But as your voice gained weight. Absolutely. You started preaching, you started teaching, you started leading. Right. What would happen then is if Whitney got up and went to that person, that was a atom bomb. 100%. And so what we had, we literally had a meeting about this in staff where we now turned into that we need Amanda to come from the back or Jen, remember Jen, shout out Jen, Ohio, what's up? They moved, I'm so super sad, moved back to Texas. Jen would then come in and would say, hey, you know, so good. Would say the exact same sentence. Yeah, exact same sentence. Would say the exact same sentence that that Pastor Whitney would say, but the hearer, it would freak them the junk out. And so Whitney had to, understand the weight of her words it, now now if a baby cries you can't even I turn not, your neck i've now been told i'm not even allowed to turn around or respond <laughs> because what it started to is if a baby would cry whitney could turn around and look at the mom or look to an usher yeah but now the whole room yeah watches like, what the front Whoa, row does what is, what is happening yes it uh your words have more weight than you know it's true mom and dad your words have more weight than you know youth pastor uh, volunteer to church. If you have, if you're the leader of the usher team, your words as the leader of the usher team mean a lot to the people on that are ushers. Absolutely. And I think another piece of it, uh, 
well, I was trying to get there, but uh, yes, the what happens is, here's what I was trying to say. What happens is we think, and I thought for a long time, you thought for a long time, you talking with Rachel, I'm the one who loves her the most. Yeah. I'm going to be able to help the most. I understand her the most. I can communicate to her the most. I thought, I'm really kind. I have a gift mm-hmm. to smile and say uh, harder words, but in a joyful, kind way that people will receive well. And so what we think is the power of how we communicate, but we don't understand always the power of the words to the relationship that we're communicating mm. to. Yeah. And so for me, I had to trust and learn that Jen, Amanda, and yeah. could, could, could smile and be kind just as well as I could but that their role their responsibility it made sense for jen to because she was over the kids department to say hey i love your kid and i'm going to take care of your kid too i'm going to take care of you the the relationship and and the words went together to build that weight so good it's what you and i had to learn with our even our spouses that as we were helping them develop in communication that me me giving the critique to aaron you giving the critique to rachel in the moment was not the right thing to do but rather to send other whether it was each other to the other or whether it was other people in the space that could help propel because those relationships uh needed to be protected from the weight of the words that they were receiving Super good. Super deep, I know. So but I think I think we're doing good explaining the, the the weight. Yes. So just the other week, I was preaching. I had a whole bunch of props yeah. that I was going to use, and so I'm kind of like um, having a hard time getting all the people that are carrying things out in the band and everybody in the room yeah. to pay attention. Yeah. And so something Bailey does good at is she 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 shoes me away, kind of. Right. Like hey. We got this. We got so, this. Yeah. Because in that moment, I'm like, guys, let's just all focus. Right. But my words to an intern. Correct. To carry my prop out right. Yeah. Even though I say it with a smile, they hear Pastor right. Trust and thinks I'm an idiot. Right. No, I don't no. think you're an idiot. I'm just trying to value the time. Right. And so you guys, the team does a great job at yeah. not making my voice be demanding. Yeah. But the other week, like our Q to Q, our pre-service thing yeah. was kind of getting loud and there yeah. were a bunch of people in the room. And so I said, hey, everybody in the room, let's focus. And you would have thought I screamed the F word. Yeah, <laughs> right. You remember? Yeah. You would have thought that I yep. said, hell to all of you. <laughs> the whole room, it shrunk. Right. And I felt, I, I wasn't mad. No. But I just like right. commanded the right. room. Right, and And it was a reminder to me like. Oh, yeah. Careful. Careful. Careful to growl. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Careful to growl. It's really good. I think that, um, so no matter what, where you are in life, whether you're running a business or a church or a family, we have to understand that and then make strategic effort uh, to solve it. And so mm-hmm. like for you and I, you said, we've been talking about this a long time and we're ha- we have to reevaluate it all the time yeah. and like there are what what can, what is allowed is yesterday we had our staff meeting in our conference room and in that space you can snap and yeah. uh, not snap but snap your finger or you could say hey guys like and i said hey everybody let's close our laptops yeah. we need to focus in we Nobody's have 15 minutes going oh my gosh why one they have a daily relationship of knowing who you are right um two they understand that 90 percent of your word 98.9 percent of your words are kind and fun and joyful and exciting only this two percent are serious and strategic like you know uh i think that in that 
we we have to evaluate and so same in our staff team dynamic where now you do not uh, have a one-on-one -on -one correction meeting with every staff member that's just not the way it works anymore why because your relationship depending on the layer and the level um, that would make them feel like oh i'm in trouble when no we just need to redirect a few yeah. things in this department and then even further down uh to different people in the congregation different people in our church team that if you were to say hey actually be an usher like this they would feel so intimidated yeah. by what you would say that they might never be able to recover and so go ahead no, no. I, I don't want to interrupt you no i just think it's really important that no matter what we're doing and leading we might feel small still in the role we feel mm -hmm. called to yeah so you and I struggle all the time with the fact that we're here and we know we're called to be there. And so, well, it's not a big, I'm not that guy. Why are they, why are they insecure? Of, I'm still insecure of who this person is right here. But we have to understand the weight behind our words in the role and dynamic we play. And if we're not careful to do it, um, what's funny is we want to use our words to help, but they actually can cause more hurt. Right. I, I want to run into every situation and help it. Yeah. So like, no matter what it is, I want to, that's just kind of my personality. Right. Like if the chairs are getting put out, I'll run over right now and right. help put chairs out because service is full Yeah. or any other right. example. But I've learned that if I do that, I can make the people that are doing it feel bad yeah. or stupid or, yeah. or small. No. Yeah. And so but that's a really hard lesson yeah because you want to you want to jump in yeah our words are more powerful our influence is greater than we think that it is yeah and we've learned that the positive words can do more depending on the role you're in the positive words actually do more to build up than any negative words and so finding the balance it's super hard we, yeah ahead. we just had a, a departmental issue recently yeah that uh, Wayne and I talked about, and I said, do you want me to come in and meet with this person? And she said, no, you're the nuclear option. Yeah, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like no, right. sometimes all you need is a nine millimeter. You don't need a nuke. Yeah. And so like, and so Whitney, you now in our organization, you're not even the nine millimeter. You're like right. a, a no, right. subatomic missile. I don't grenade. know I don't anything. Know. About you're a rocket launcher. <laughs> and so like, so you've got to ask I don't know those things. if you're the leader of something, yeah. if you're in charge yeah. and you're always throwing your voice behind it, then you're just dropping nukes everywhere. Mm -hmm. No, right. And so like the reason we have leadership levels, mm -hmm. which is we need to do a whole podcast on leadership levels, yeah. the leadership levels, it allows the the nuclear option to not always have to happen. Like yeah. we just had a men's event and uh, I didn't even go. Yeah. Now it was, I wasn't feeling good, but I didn't even go. And then Enrique, he said to us, one of the guys on our team, he said, I didn't even unload the trailer. Right. Right. The reason is, is because we're leveling up leaders under us. Yeah. And so, but what happens is if I would have showed up to the men's event and I would have seen something wrong and then I go to the guy in charge and say, Hey man, we really should have thought this out better. That's too big of a critique. Yeah. It's not necessary. Well, and then let's go even deeper than that. So not only that, 
Um, but because of the leadership levels that we're in, your words, one, they would have weight. But if you did that consistently, you weren't in the meeting when they planned it. Correct. You weren't there when they uh, set it up. You yeah. weren't there when they walked through meeting with the organization, the, the place that they were, location where they were setting up. So you don't actually have all the information either. Yeah. So if you came in first, the first time, it's a nuclear option. But then what starts to happen is you become they don't actually know anything of why that happened and why we did it that way. And if we're not careful, we start to lose our leadership uh, uh, credibility. credibility. You and I were a part of a conference years ago, and I remember um, we were there. We were leading the volunteer team. We were setting up some stuff. We had done... Um, we were really opening the front door before the event started and we had put in certain th put certain things in certain places in certain ways because oh, we understood yeah. the level of the check-in and the level of the uh yeah how things were going to go the right there's like 1500 people coming in everybody needed to get a bag yeah, before check-in and i remember that we had set it in such a way after talking through all of these different strategies yeah and then the uh, the the head leader of the organization, the head leader of the groups, uh, someone in their oh, the conference, yeah, someone in their family walked by and said, "Why did you do it this way? I don't want it done like this. Move it like this. We should move it like that. It would look better if we do the thing." And what was true was one that made us feel like, "Oh, crud! Like we're just volunteering. I guess we disappointed them." But two, they didn't have any understanding of actually how the flow was going to go. Yeah. And so what it did is it ended up hurting their credibility and leadership hmm. in the whole event. And that any time after that that they walked by, we were like, don't even listen to their words. It doesn't matter what they think. Because they had used this nuclear option in a moment. Here's who I am. You better hear my words, but they didn't have the information behind it. And so like you and I, we have the right heart. And it, it caused a train wreck. It caused a train wreck. And we have, I think for me anyway, it taught me so much hmm. in like, um, you know, we talk about our dynamic here and the way I feel privileged to get to help protect Rachel as your wife in this like world that we live in to not have to ever be the lady that's like, uh, yeah, catching heat and whatever. I'll catch the heat, but I have more context anyway that helps it. Then she can just come be herself. Same thing. It it allows us to. I'm I'm getting a little foggy in it, but you know what I'm saying. Help yeah. me clear it up. That like our leadership words can have a nuclear option, but they can also cause so much chaos and confusion that we then end up losing our credibility as a leader if we're not careful yeah um if we swoop into things that we do not belong in yes go well sometimes yeah there's a filter that has to be inserted between our thoughts and our mouth <laughs> well yeah that's true no but i'm saying it's this true. so we were at this conference yeah. we've been running it here's all these 1500 people are going to come yeah. in they're going to check in they're going to get their bag before they even come in yeah. then they're going to be in the building and then but they wanted it all inside and behind this wall and now people are being missed and right. it was it was a disaster. And like, yeah, sometimes you just have to not say it. Right. As the leader. You have to just like let it let it go. And like trust that it's already working and moving in other directions that we might not all the way understand. But our words have so much weight that if we speak it, they're gonna change it. They're gonna shift it because of who we are. So it's not just a weight yeah. of like uh what it does to them as a person, but what it does to the situation. Yeah. That if you and I walk by on a Sunday and say anything as a directive being done, it will get shifted to that because yeah. of the leadership level that we are. 
but that might not be that might screw Enrique <laughs> in yeah. the plan that he has for the day or it might hurt a volunteer's feelings that Absolutely. they've been there working hard and so maybe you have that conversation post the moment Absolutely. instead of instead of in the moment because yeah. in the moment all the emotions are heightened um, something I've learned to about the weight, and it's not just the words, it's like your voice, your facial expression, your opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, on Sundays, I love to stand in the front row, that yeah. I, we worship from the front row, right. and so it's Rachel and I and Aaron Witt in the front row, and uh, and I had somebody on the worship team uh, say something to me the other day about how like they get so insecure because they think I'm talking about them. Oh, yeah. So like I'd went up to a lady and said, hey, you did great today. Keep bringing the energy. Keep. And she's, yeah. then she starts apologizing. So I go, well, Pastor, I'm really sorry that I didn't. I was like, wait, what do, you, what do you mean? No, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm just telling you you did a great job. Yeah. And she said, oh, well, I saw you lean over and say something to Pastor Whitney while, while I was leading. And it just made me feel oh, yeah. like I was really messing it up. And I was like, I wasn't even, I wasn't even talking about you. Yeah. I was asked her about something totally not even yeah. connected. But what happens is, is the leader is, is people think that you're speaking about them yeah. as you, I didn't know her that well yet. Yeah. And she didn't have the relationship and she had some damage from a previous church that she had been to. Yeah. And like encouragement goes way farther than yes. correction. Yeah. No, it's good. I was going to say, so we were talking about the weight of our words. Let's talk about how they, we've already said a bunch about how they can be negatively affected. How can they be positive? How can we use them in a positive way to help people? I think so many people, whether they're pastors, leaders, uh, bosses, employees, employers, like as they're watching on the tug team, what can, can happen for them is now you hear this and you're like, oh, so am I supposed to be silent? No, no. you're not supposed to be silent. We just have to evaluate our words and go, okay, where do I place them? Right? Yeah. Where do I place them? When do yeah. I do it? Yeah. What have you found is good? Look, you're like, I don't know. No, my <laughs> but, head, my head is so many, yeah. is so many different places. And like, it's not only for the leader. Correct. This, this is not a conversation no. only for the president CEO. No, not at this all. This is for. Each person in each area, wherever you are. We have greeter teams. Yeah. And so we have a head of impressions, the greeter team. Yeah. And so if we have a person who's a greeter at the church and the head of impressions teams walks by and goes, come on, man, smile more. Yeah. That, that makes that person, man, I suck. I yeah. guess I shouldn't even be here. I'll just quit the team. Right. No, the goal is not for them to quit the team. The right. goal is for them to encourage and, and help them yeah. take a step up. I don't know. No, it's my head. My head is so deep in it and how to even, and how to even teach it that because there's a balance of seeing what's wrong but then understanding how to, how to do it. And so that example with the lady on the worship team. So what I did is I went to the worship team the next week Yeah. and I told everybody like pre-services, Hey guys, I want you to know I'm, I love you. I'm cheering for you. Yeah. If you ever see me talking to somebody about what's happening on stage, it's not about you. Right. I got a hundred things on my brain. I'm insecure about prepping my message. And so you have to pretend like I'm just another guy in the church. I said, I want to worship. And so I had to, Put some cushion. Well, you broke the barrier of right. of I'm this high and mighty leader. You are, but you said, hey, we're all on the same team. And then you were transparent about your own things, what you're walking through. And I think yeah. that can give so much clarity to people in helping, um, helping you go, oh, okay, how can I then let them understand? You know, for a lot of seasons of our life, both of us, we get in these things 
that you you have coined uh, work mode. Like the first yeah. time I met you, that's kind of where you were in. You were in this like work mode moment of like, I got junk to get done. And I was like, is he a kind man? Is he nice? I think he is, but I don't know. But it was just that you were in work mode. There's lots of times where I'm in hmm. work mode. I'm either answering a call, answering a message, or I'm walking from one place to another. And somebody would be like, you didn't even see me. You didn't even say hello. And I'm like, oh, but what I've had to learn to do instead is to break the barrier and say, hey, on this day at this time, man, I'm carrying this, this, and this. And it's not that I owe them the explanation, but it's that I want them to have the understanding and the context. Yeah. And so as leaders and as people, like sometimes as a mom, I have to tell my kids, hey, I'm sorry I snapped in this moment. Here's what was happening in my brain. Or, or hey, I'm sorry I said it this way or this heavy. Here's what I, here's what I actually meant or here's what I, I believe about you and why I get passionate about it. Giving context to the words that we say is super important. Yeah. Once we understand the weight, then we can help paint how they come out and how they're received. Yeah. There's that saying that someone else's perception is their reality. 100%. Right. And I, I agree and disagree with that for a bunch of reasons. But like what somebody else feels and right. thinks is really the reality that they're living in. Right. And so we have to understand as leaders that we have to help people make progress. Yeah. And even though we don't mean it, even though that's not our heart, right? when Rachel and I first got married, if we get in an argument, she would say something that would hurt my feelings. She would say, well, that's not my heart. Yeah. Be like, well, I know that's not your heart, but that's what you said and this is what I heard and this is how it, yeah. it makes me feel. Yeah. And we have to understand the weight of our words and our facial expressions because it does affect their reality. The other day, Titus got in trouble. My son, he's seven. He got in trouble for something that he didn't do. He was supposed to clean up the living room and he didn't do it. Rachel had been telling him all day. Yeah. And then when I got home, it was like, see, mom's serious. Yeah. Dad is like having mom's back. I don't know all the things that are happening. And it's like, buddy, you better pick up these toys or they're going in the trash. Right. And so it's like right to like get the junk done. Yeah. And so he does it and is mad about it a little bit, you know, and yeah. so it's time to go to bed and I'm putting him to bed and reading his Bible story and he starts crying. This is 30 minutes after, brush teeth, pajamas, all the things, he starts crying. Yeah. And he says, Daddy, when you came home and you told me you were gonna throw the toys away if I didn't clean them, it made me feel like you don't want me in the family. Oh, yeah. But now, I'm like, oh my God, like, no, dude, this is not at all what I right. meant. Right. But in his little seven-year-old yeah. brain, these toys are the most valuable thing he right. owns. He has his collection of things he's out here playing with. And I come home and I say, you don't right. clean this up. They're going in the trash. Right. What he hears is not what I said. Right. But he felt like I don't even want him in the family. Yeah. And it's just an example of the weight of our words. Right. And so, yeah, the dude has to learn how to put his toys away. I'm not saying let your kid make a mess everywhere. Right. But there is a navigation of like, We have to be careful that the words we're saying aren't doing damage somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And it's super hard, man. No, it's super hard. And we screw it up all the time. But I think that understanding that words are the things we say that we can't take back. Like, once you say it, you said it. Yeah. Like, people we know, like, in the world today are being canceled all over the place for words they said. And yeah. they wish they could take them back, but they can't. And so we have to evaluate, okay, before I say these words, what you said about a filter is a great 
is a great thing that we've had to teach ourselves. But it's not just are these words unkind or are these words cancelable or are they rude or whatever. But it's are the words I'm about to say, are they helpful? Are they helpful to who I'm saying it to? Are they helpful in the room I'm saying it? Mm. Are they helpful in the moment I'm saying it? And it's so many layers of filter that it's why you and I have had this ongoing conversation all the time where um, especially the more... The, the more you step into more, the more layers and levels of things that you have to filter all at once. And yeah. I think it's just understanding that it's okay to take a minute to process what you're going to say yeah. and, uh, and then to say it the right way in the right moment and to have people around you who can say, hey, what you and I do all the time, is this right? If I say yeah. it like this to this person, will that be received correctly? Because our, again, our perspective is only our perspective. Yeah, I mean, the Bible talks about the weight of our words. Yeah. It, it, the Bible says that our tongue is like a uncontrollable fire and that your tongue can light something on fire and burn it down. It says that our tongue, our words are like the rudder of a ship that this tiny rudder can steer this gigantic thing. And it says, who can control this power? Like we have to understand that our words are more influential than we think. Absolutely. I heard a, I heard an illustration once that it applies not only to leaders down, but anybody of influence up or Mm -hmm. down. There's a story about a pastor who he had somebody in the church who got mad at him. And this person who got mad at him went around the church and went around the town and said all these ugly things about the pastor. And so people get mad and they leave the church and cause all these problems for the pastor. Well, a couple months go by and the pastor and this person in the church work it out. Right. And so the pastor apologizes, the person apologizes, Mm -hmm. and the person comes into the pastor and says, Pastor, I want to apologize for all the things that I've said. And he says, will you forgive me? The pastor says, I do forgive you, but I need you to do something for me. Yeah. The guy's like, okay, anything. I'm really sorry about all those problems that I caused. So the pastor says, okay, you know, follow me. And the pastor grabs a pillow off the couch. And so the pastor and this man walk up to, on the roof of the church. And the pastor unzips the pillow. And it's like an old feather pillow, yeah. you know. And he starts shaking the pillow. And the feathers out of this pillow float off the church right. roof down into the city and the feathers are going everywhere and the man who had said all these mean words is standing there watching and he's like what pastor what are you doing and the pastor says i've forgiven you but unless you can collect all of these feathers that have been released then you're not going to be able to repair the damage that you've done yeah right and it's the idea that like our words once they're out they're out yeah once we say something to somebody, the feathers are spreading into the city. Yeah. And so, yeah, we can say we're sorry, but we don't always realize the damage that, no, that we've done. It's really true. And so we have to be careful to not just unzip the pillow and start shaking it around. When Titus doesn't pick up his toys, I have to remember that my words with my son, not because I'm a pastor. No, right. Because I'm his dad. Right. That my words hold a tremendous amount of weight with that little boy or with my daughter or with my wife or right. with my staff or with the church. And that I've got to be careful to just not let words float off because I'm never going to be able to collect them all again. Right. Our no. words are really heavy. Yeah. I mean, we said that phrase at the top and I'm sure even your neighbor, uh, you know, like in our minds, a punch in the face feels like a giant, like a huge thing that is really painful and really devastating. But you're right. Our words have the power of life and death and the power to paint, man, all kind of pictures to people and they can't come back. And then once our words are repeated, then that gets repeated over and over again. And so we, I think it's just so important to understand yeah. 
that what we say matters and uh, we have to filter it before we say it and, and put it through a couple of other people's filters the more we step into more and the more we're leading and the more people we're leading before we catch ourselves yeah. in a moment of massive regret. And we're not saying don't say it. If you no, see an issue that needs critique, you can critique you it, but you gotta it. do yeah. it in the right room and to the right person. Right. Because now if I see something that needs critique, I'm not gonna go to the person on the team, I'm gonna go to the leader of the team. Yeah. If I see that there's an issue happening with the way that lyrics are getting put up, yeah. I don't walk back to the booth. Right. I text Easton or Bailey yeah. or A-Rod or Caden, yeah. and I say, hey, here's here's what's going on. Right. If I see an issue within a, a ministry, I go and talk to Amanda. Right. I don't go and talk. Right. And so like we have to develop those proper flow, those proper channels. Proper channels and the proper, yeah, proper channels and the proper moment to send them, like, there's sometimes you got to handle something right then in a moment. There's other times you got to be able to go, I'm going to handle that tomorrow yeah. and knowing what's right. And so I think it's a great conversation that we have to just keep having, um, as we keep stepping into more because it, because it's going to shift and change. It's yeah. shifted over the last six years for you and I, like we already talked about has shifted and changed. And so for, for people watching, it's going to shift and change all yeah. the time, no matter what. Yeah. The words, the, um, the facial expressions, yeah. the eye rolls. Yeah. You ever no. had somebody roll their eyes at you? Yeah. Man, it makes you feel stupid. Right. And so like we've got to watch all of our, we're talk, we, We're probably going to call the podcast what? Weight of our words? Something like that. Yeah. But it's it's like the weight of our output, yeah. like our response. Absolutely. Everywhere. Yeah. Understanding that people are watching, people are paying attention. And if we walk in huffing and puffing, no matter what, yeah, we carry we carry a great influence in our, our actions and, and it, matter, it matters. What about, are we going too long? Oh, I don't know. What about the uh, words? So a lot of people that watch and a lot of the questions that we get yeah. are from people that are not the lead person, yeah. but are somebody on the team. Yeah. And so um, talk about, oh, talk about like, if, if I say, hey, for Easter, we're doing this. For this event, we're doing this. Yeah. And if somebody in the room doesn't like that idea or think right. that it's bad, talk about like, their words no to create a perspective of the leader absolutely i think that what we've determined again in the right you have to know when to say what to say and what rooms to say them in and so for us and our staff context what we say is that we can we can fight it out we can converse it out we can you know give pushback in the room that we're talking about it in, in the room yeah. that we're deciding it in but once the decision's been made we have to walk out and be a united front in the organization that we're a part of in our family home dynamic like if my kids were walking around going yeah my mom blah, 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 all the time that would be so disrespectful to our home life it's the same in our in our uh, organization that no, I, I don't bash you ever anywhere. And I expect and, and assume the same in return, but, yeah. but I expect and assume that also of our team, that once we've made a decision, we're going to go out and we're going to sell that junk as the greatest decision ever made. Um, because that's what, where honor comes in and respect and being intentional. What you're saying about the, about the pillow, right, is uh, the feather of maybe that that leader said something in a moment that 
doesn't have the full context of what was said. Right. But those little feathers can plant seeds of somebody's heart that other people don't know. They don't know you. They don't know them. Uh, our, you know, the volunteer in our kids ministry doesn't know you on the same level that our people over our kids department do. And so the context can easily be shifted and confusing. And we have a giant responsibility, no matter what level of leadership we are of influence, to understand hey, I need to paint people in the right light and I can do massive damage of their character and of their, yeah. um, uh, man, just even their intent if I'm not careful. I, recently, we had, we've had a couple of issues. We've talked about it with staff transitions. And not long ago, you shared um, about, I don't remember what podcast it was, but one of the episodes you talked about, like you said something that you wish you could have taken it back and you yeah. kind of regretted the way you said it. What I, what I love and respect about that person you said it to is that they've never shared it with anybody else. Yeah. Conversely, you and I have had some other people oh, yeah. who have uh, made up stuff, made up things, yeah. taken our words out of context, have uh, shared it with others in ways that are like, that's not what I said or meant or what. And there is so much respect given to people who are able to then say, hey, no matter what was said in a moment, I'm going to paint these people in the right light. And so you might be being led by somebody that you don't all the time respect. Um, you might be being in a, a company or or even a family setting that you don't always, all the way all the time think they're doing it right. But if we're able to actually just show honor with our words and speak uh, positive about others around us, um, that actually paints us in a great light. Yeah. And so though in both those dynamics we have these people that they don't work here anymore all these things these people and they, that are lumped in this circle i still love and honor yeah. and respect whereas these people i'm like darn i wish i never even worked here in the first place yeah. you know yeah because of the feather yeah. damage yeah. that's done these people left feathers that actually are still kind and generous yeah and these people left feathers that can't be picked back up so good no it's true let's give a little encouragement okay encourage so encouragement. if you have been spreading feathers yeah if you have been somebody who hasn't had a rain on your tongue yeah. and your words have just been going out there crazy, you can change it. Absolutely. This is not just about making you feel bad or you turn the podcast off thinking, well, I suck. No. I've ruined all these relationships. Listen, you can go and start picking some feathers Absolutely. up and say, and pull, put them back in the pillow. Yeah. You can work on that. And the other thing you can do is you can start putting out the right thing. Yeah. So all we have to do is shift. Don't just look backwards at how you've done it wrong. Build a plan for how you're going to do it right. Yeah. And in two years' time, all that negative stuff that you said, it won't even be a memory no, in people's true. minds. No, it's true. And being willing fix to fix it. You to, can fix that's it. That's what I was going to say. Be willing to say, like, I, I, My did, bad. I did say it wrong before. Yeah. I used to speak it this way. Yeah. You and I have been very transparent about things like that. And I think it's important that as you keep saying that, uh, in, in my home, even like I've had to say, hey, there were seasons where I was yeller. I would I would yell and, and get mad. Old yeller. And, and old yeller, like a dog. Uh, I would get uh, whatever. I don't. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Or help me. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Or things like that. That it can then shift the culture and dynamic. I think it's super good, and encouraging yeah. to say like, hey, we're all tugging into more, and we're all going to screw it up, but let's keep going together. You can change the culture right. of your home, of your leadership team, yeah. of your marriage. You can change it, and words it. words are the way to do it. Yeah, love it. So good. If you guys ever have questions, comments, concerns, ideas for what we should talk about, right. hit us up, DM, let us know. Just use your words wisely. I'm just kidding. Love you guys. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Thank you.